Warning, do not drive a vehicle nor operate machinery while listening to the guided meditation portion of this episode. What's the point of the point, and why does it matter? It's the difference between wisdom and glorified banter. The answer has answers all interconnected, cause no part of true truth should feel they're rejected. You can argue and fight for each nugget of knowledge, and defend each new truth as you would in college. But the real true answer is just how they're adjoined, cause what we're all really seeking is the point of the point. The tension was palpable. After the doctor entered, he said that my dad didn't really have mononucleosis after all. He was too old to get it anyway. In fact, he had a form of cancer called immunoblastic lymphoma an incredibly aggressive, extremely rare, and not well-researched form of cancer. He had lost most of his weight and his energy from not so long ago being a very vibrant, heavy-set man. The doctor said to us that as a specialist, he believed that my father had only 48 hours left to live. He's on death's door. Say your goodbyes. The worst-case scenario was delivered to us in those few words, seemingly way too matter-of-fact, almost casual to us. Our family visited him the very next morning, though I must have slept in. Coming home, they appeared even more disheartened and defeated. I asked my mom how my dad was doing. She said that he looked terrible. And then she sat me down and told me that dad had this dream about Mama Luba, his deceased mother. Mom said that it was crazy, which was likely a product of all of his medication while the other family members wrote the dream off as him just being delusional, I took it very seriously. Hi, this is Dr. Golden, and welcome to the Point of the Point. Today's episode is entitled, The Story of Mama Luba's Chopped Liver, The Other Side. My mom said that my dad was weeping his eyes out as he was telling them about his dream. He said Mama Luba visited him and told him that he is too young to die. She told me that the dream was extremely vivid for him. An incidental note. During my very first episode of The Point of the Point, I spoke about my grandfather, Papa Sasha, the guy who always asked what the point of the point was. Luba and Sasha were married. Now, in real life, Mama Luba ran a boarding house in the Berkshires in Massachusetts, and my father had maintained that property for a very long time. 
That boarding house became a best-kept secret for people. The food she made was great, as was her hospitality. Over time, many of the people who came were terribly sick. Influenza. Cancer. Polio. On and on as well as the healthy ones. Now, Mama Luba was most famous for her chopped liver. Growing up, I often heard references about Mama Luba's chopped liver. Plus, I ate some. So the dream. Yeah, tell them about your father's dream. Okay. My father's dream was an absolutely vivid dream like it was real. Mama Luba came to her son, Gus, affectionately called Cookie by her. In the dream, they were both at the old boarding house. She said, Cookie, you're too young to die. You have more good years left. It's too early for you to die. She went on and said, you need to make yourself my chopped liver. I'm going to tell you exactly how to make it. I want you to have some every day, as much as you can. It will heal you. First, you have to create a double boiler. Put some water into a large pot and warm the water. Very warm. Then cook it. You need to get a one-quart glass ball jar. Now, go to Louis the Butcher and get some liver, calf liver. Make sure it's the center cut. Then you need to tell the butcher that you need marrow bones, beef marrow, from the leg, and make sure they are cut vertically, but short enough to fit into the glass jar. So cut the liver into thin vertical slices about an inch and a half long and horizontally about a third to half an inch. Cut the ends diagonally. Put both the liver and the bones and also put in a little tomato and a pinch of parsley into the mix, which you will then put into the jar to cook. When the marrow is fully melted and the liver is cooked in those juices, it will be ready. Cookie, you need to eat this every day as much as you can so that you can live and be healthy. I love you. To which my father answered back crying, I love you too and then awoke, crying. I personally believed that this was a very clear message from beyond, complete with instructions. So I took it upon myself to make this for him. Since everyone else thought that it was a product of a drug-induced hallucination, and that also he was way too weak 
to try to do this for himself. I went to the local grocery and asked for the vertically cut bones, which got a startled, panic stare. I think he was thinking that I was into some kind of black magic. I tried to get quart jars, but at the time, only pint jars were available, so I settled with those. Over time, I learned where I could cut corners, realizing that the instructions were from a country kitchen a hundred years ago. Also, my dad couldn't really chew, so when the batches were cooked, we put it into a blender and he drank it with a straw. His idea. He had this concoction as much as he could. He told me that the doctor said that the cancer itself requires 3,000 calories a day just to feed the cancer. So he ate all he could. One reason why the doctors thought he was going to die was that his white blood cell count was 25. But you know what? In a month or so, they checked it again, and it was 350. The doctors were beyond astonished, and he looked and acted much healthier with each day. He got so healthy that the doctors brought in over 20 more doctors to see what was going on and to plan ahead, since there was next to no research on this kind of cancer. So they built up enough nerve to begin chemotherapy of the most rigorous kind, to which my dad and family said, great. I thought we were doing pretty well without it, but besides the hell of the treatments, he was fine and doing better, except that he started losing weight, a lot of weight. He went down to 118 pounds. Not good. So on my own, I determined that the problem now was the chemo specifically that it was killing all of the good bacteria in his intestines. So I put him on yogurt and other probiotics, and he started gaining weight. All in all, they put him on the gravest regime of chemo for a horrendous eight months. But you know what? By the time they were done, there was not one cancer cell in his body. My father lived another five years in relative health, but then finally passed away, but not from the cancer. It was fungus in the blood, likely from the effect of the extreme measures used to get to zero cancer. But who knows? That dream had a great effect on me. I was the only one who acted upon it because I already felt in my life that there is much more to life than our provable day-to-day -day existence.
But this experience cemented that belief in me so much more. So believe what you want. But at this point in my life, I really can't imagine believing anything else. Nothing else can explain my life experiences as well. And certainly not this experience my father had. I strongly believe that Mama Luba from the other side really did visit her son in his dream. It is not a matter to brag or be humble about. I think it is real. Like this computer. Many people speak of connections with past loved ones and deceased family members. Some speak of connections made or created with angels or other beings. A few speak of connections made and or witnessed with historic, political, or famous figures. Many with supreme religious figures. Some people feel guided in their actions. And then again, some don't, and they wonder what all the fuss is about. And that's okay. In fact, that is perfect for where you are at, which is not greater nor less than where I or anyone else is at. First, there are different modalities of connections. Some can hear things like it's real, clairaudience. Some can see things like it's real, clairvoyance. Some can viscerally touch, taste, or smell things. Some can communicate in thoughts. Some get chills when something significant was said or seen or heard. Some just get a sense of knowing when they speak. None are greater nor lesser than the others. Just like some people have a talent for baseball and others for the violin and others for making memes. Most assistance from the other side is, based on what I have seen and heard, positive and affirmative. But one can develop ways to make it foolproof or very nearly foolproof. Because it is my experience that the one thing negative types of assistance cannot respond to in a natural, easy, relaxed, and honest manner is a natural, easy, relaxed, and honest question. It is the negative assistance soft spot, like it is on Earth with used car salesmen. So I find that if I wholeheartedly and in good spirit welcome assistance, it typically comes in a pure and honest way. Also, there are basic techniques to clarify the connection. Whether these figures are from one's imagination or angels or demonic figures, 
or part of your greater family or masters, or for that matter, from another planet or dimension, it matters not. Rules is rules. Light loves to be open and honest, and darkness hides in images, deception, and intrigue. As is above, so is below. Enough said. So a great way to develop the psychic senses is to first actually know yourself, your voice, the voice you would have if you never spoke with anyone else, read any newspapers, or were influenced by anyone else for any reason. Just the basic native you, that voice. The voice that knows right from wrong on a basic but visceral level. The voice that doesn't simply know you. The voice is you. That inner voice. Not big ego, not damaged ego, not little ego. Just the real human being you. Your own voice. If you critically look at what you are thinking and can identify it as not something you would naturally come up with, watch out. Maybe it is not your voice. If you do things that are amazingly in lockstep with those around you, watch out. Or if everything you think or do seems contrary to the people around you, watch out. You are your own power, and that power is neutral. Power can be used neutrally for good or for bad. But power itself empowers your full expression, and power empowers your outcome and outcomes as an expression of that power. When those outcomes are not aligned with your own power self, by definition, the power is in that instance relatively powerless. Simple. Not good, not bad. Try to simply be the observing eye, the observing brain. No biases. See what your voice tells you. Does it feel natural? Or does it feel like your parents or friends or that worrying voice in your head that sounds like it's on automatic? The more you can run this connection as something that is regular, cyclical, and for those who have such a nature, documented, the more of a habit these communications will be. And thus, the stronger and more powerful your experiences will become. But don't do it in an all-or-nothing way. Don't be tyrannical about it. Don't be tyrannical to yourself. Be light, playful, and open. 
And so, let's begin our guided meditation. You may see things, or hear things, or feel things, or not. Whatever it is or isn't, let it be. Accept it. Start with your imagination. Add your sincere intention. Mean it. And be open to take in this experience. Let's take in a slow and deep breath of the air energy. Hold. And now gently return that energy back to the room. Relax your whole self. Take a good cleansing breath in, hold, and now gently release it. Relax. Go a little deeper. Feel your whole body releasing all of your tension. and go deeper. As your eyelids are feeling heavy, you restfully close your eyes. Your breathing has found a slow, gentle rhythm. As you are moving into a deep state of relaxation, you become aware of the radiant, gentle lights in front of you. And you go deeper. And you are releasing all of the tensions on the count of five, four, three, two, one, you are now in a very deep repose and still, so still within. You are now moving to a special place. For you, it is the most special place. It is pure magic. It is your true home in the deepest and most meaningful way. A place where the place and your very being merge. You are at the center of the center profoundly calm, profoundly in tune with your surroundings, 
What are you smelling? What are you feeling? What are you seeing? What are you thinking? This is your own special world. You can come here at your whim if you imagine it. There is a whole group appearing. They all know each other and they all know you. And you, it seems, know them. And those who are closest to you are in spirit also the very closest to you at this time. And that is your soul family. We will sit here in silence while we absorb who they are and what they are doing. What they are thinking. The bond. The love. Now you are here. Totally. And you are totally involved. This is your soul family. You have this access to them as they have to you. There are guest specialists and masters who can help you with your immediate projects. They are happy to. There is only love, goodwill, and understanding here. The way things were meant to be. Absorb what you are receiving. And now you are saying goodbye for now. You will be back here very soon. You are now beginning to feel your body as it slowly awakens. Your day-to-day -day awareness is now coming to the forefront. As you take a good deep breath of the essence of life, hold Feel and gently release. 
Move yourself around a bit. And now you are fully present in the here and now. Reflect on what you experienced. What does it mean for you? Do you want to write it down? Are you wanting to have this more often? It's up to you. But know that practice makes perfect. This podcast, The Point of the Point, is moving into its final episodes. There are four more episodes. As I said at the very first episode and still maintain, you are all like my children, and I want to give you a little something that may make your life more understandable and worthwhile while I am still around. And as I said, I am a generalist, a Life 101 guy. Many people know more than I in any given subject, especially regarding these culminating episodes. But maybe, if it is in your interest, you can take any of these roads further in your own studies and research so that you have more tools to be your best you. And if this is good enough, that's great too. I thank you for listening and look forward for you to listen to my final episodes coming up. Well, that's a wrap. Obligatory note? Every word and every note of this episode is original content created for entertainment purposes only. Got it? Thanks for listening. Tune in to our next episode of Point of the Point. This is Dr. Golden signing off. Cause the real true answer is just how they're adjoined. Cause what we're all really seeking is the point of the point.